I know y'all didn't think I was done. I'm back. Adam Chris Brand. Brand, The podcast. What's good? It's Adam Chris. I'm here to say whatever because I give a damn. Super excited today, guys. I had a sit-down conversation with one of my best therapist friends, Kayla Garnigan. On Instagram, her name is Healing with KG. And that's Healing with K-A-Y and just the letter G. Follow her on Instagram. She's very therapeutic. She gives me the best information. Um, She meets me where I am, and that's what we're going to kick off and start this conversation about. Mind you, we were in a Mexican restaurant, so I am not responsible for whatever you hear in the background. (laughs) But tune Tune in and and enjoy. Viewers, we only got four, so we need to, like, like, start talking again. Okay, hey. Um... Today I have my friend Healing with KG, which is her Instagram name, um, and today we're going to discuss some things about mental health. It is a mental health awareness month. Um, can Leona tell them your credentials? Yes. So before I before I get into it, it looks like my auntie's on here. So hello, I love you. Um, but I am Kayla Carnigan. I am a master social worker um, currently. Depending on my licensure, but it's coming, y'all. I'm putting it into the, um, the universe. But um, I am a social worker. I am a therapist. I work with children um, in schools, in school settings. So I am a big proponent of mental health and, you know, getting your stuff together. Um, I know in our community, it's not something that is, you know, advertised or at least celebrated that much but I'm here to say that it's something that we need and it's something that um, is out there and available for all of us so um she and Kayla just something about Kayla she is my friend that I can contact about whenever like say for instance whenever I'm wanting to go blow a nigga house up or something (laughs) she can bring me down back to where I need to be Um, she meets me where I am even in my bad choices she meets me there and she allows me to make those mistakes and she's like supportive she's supportive of the bullshit but she also doesn't judge me judgment free zone that's what I love about her and we always have our conversations we made it intentional to meet once a week Um, we received I shame shame. (laughs) we made it intentional to meet once a week and we've been doing very good with this um i love her kids um but our conversations i just felt like i feel like kayla need to have her own platform to where she talk about stuff because god she gives so much good information and it's just like damn i wish i had her mind i wish i could think like her because bitch i am crazy um so <laughs> I, I appreciate her opinion and her feedback that she gives me all the time so the first thing i wanted to talk to kayla about is she always tells me to meet people where they are when I'm dealing with dusty niggas and all. She allows me, she tells me, hey, meet them where they are. So what does that look like, Kayla, meeting somebody where they are? Okay, so for me, meeting people where they are is more so about you rather than the other person. So that allows you to eliminate the extra stress that you're putting on yourself 
on the extra thoughts, all of the things that are bogging you down and keeping you from living your best life. So really, meeting people where they are is more so for yourself than the other person. So um, really, it's about understanding what people can bring and what they bring and understanding that where you are is where somebody else may not be. Mm. And you can't put those expectations that you have for yourself on other people because in the end, you typically are disappointed and let down and stressed out and, you know, you're going through things that you don't really have to go through because you put so many expectations on other people. So, in a nutshell, don't expect you from other people. So, let's put this in as a friend, from a friend's perspective. I had friends that I was dealing with that... Example, hey, um, they they can call me whenever and I make sure that I answer their phone call or I call them back. But I don't feel like that same thing is reciprocated. So I, is that me expecting myself and them by them just being like a decent human and just like returning a phone call, making sure you call me back because you never know what could have happened because I've always been there for you in emergencies, but I don't feel like I get that in return. So I do think that being a decent human being looks different for other people. So that is an expectation that you have for others that you are being the friend that you would expect others to be for you. However, everyone doesn't subscribe to that or ascribe to that, those principles that you have. Mm. So that is setting up the expectation that others are going to be the friend that you are. But um, that's just not how it works. You know, people will do what they expect of others, but also they'll do what they want to do. And you can't control anybody but who? Yourself. Okay, so in that sense, when you put expectations on other people, essentially you you can get yourself in a place where you end up hurt or upset or questioning everything, you know, that you shouldn't have to question necessarily. I think it's a lot about communication. If you communicate to your friends, this is what I expect of you, mm. or this is the type of friend that I am, and this is the type of friend that I, I need. Mm. If they can't meet you where you are, mm. then you might have to reconsider who you call friend and who you look to in those situations because, you know, it's okay to leave people behind if they can't meet you where you are. This is good. Ooh. I told y'all, girl, receive this. This is free. Okay. This is free. This is free. No, um, I'm not feeling right now. Not right now. Um, so I want to jump over to trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so trauma in the black community, we really don't deal with it well, it, regardless of what it is, whatever trauma, like we, a lot of things we just kind of like, oh, don't talk about it. You, you'll heal. Pray about it. You can get through this. You can get through that. Pray about Prayer changes. Prayer changes, but sometimes you have to put, I feel like you have to put a little action behind that. So how do you, how do you deal with past trauma? Oh, goodness. How do I deal with past trauma? Um, I do have a therapist. I think that, you know, every good therapist should have a therapist. Um, I think that therapy is something that is very healing, something that is very necessary. Um, so, um, and I'm also a pretty transparent person. So, um, I think that therapy also, journaling is great. I like to write things down. I think having a group of friends that are supportive um, you know, because everybody's not ready to go sit on the couch or, you know, talk to a therapist. So having a support system or a support group that is also, um, going to promote that positivity, you know, talk to you about the things that you've gone through, um, and just really promote your healing, 
Um, because healing looks different from every for everybody. So I mean, if you like meditation, if you like music, I mean, whatever your advice is, a healthy advice for you to get through the things that you are going through, I think that those should be utilized. But it's also like a a positive support team is is really good because you know if you have people around you who are also rooting for you and promoting that healing, mm-hmm. then you know it, it's easier to to get from point A to point B. Um, because healing alone is hard. So I encourage anyone out here who is, you know, on a journey to heal, to, um, you know, do it from within, but also reach out to people who would support you and who would encourage you on that healing journey because it gets hard. Mm -hmm. Some topics are difficult to talk about. You know, it takes a lot out of you. Um, And this is something I actually saw you post. you know, and that I'm a big proponent of. Feel those feelings that you feel. Allow yourself to be in that moment and feel those feelings. Um, if you're having a bad day, have a bad day. Having bad days is okay. If we're human, we have bad days. If you want to cry today, cry today. If you want to scream today, scream today. If you want to punch a pillow today, punch a pillow today and be angry, but don't stay there. And I think that that's something um, that we really have to understand. Give ourselves grace. And give ourselves the opportunity to feel those feelings because that trauma that happened that we essentially compartmentalize and it comes up in different shapes and different forms and it manifests in different ways. You know, it took us a long time to get to where we are. So change doesn't happen overnight. So be graceful, give yourself grace and allow yourself to feel when you are addressing that trauma um, so that you can get through it because it can be hard. Very. Um, so, yeah, you take the journey. You preaching on today. <laughs> um, so I want to change gears into your um, career path. Uh, how do you dealing with you deal with children, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you? I know you take on a lot and you carry that with you yep. um, with your job and the different situations that you encounter with students. How do you unwind? How do? And this is for anybody. How do you? turn off like when you're at work you're dealing with this specific job what do you do to like decompress i have great friends um you know um it's really difficult to turn it off Um, i'm a social worker i eat sleep breathe social work i mean i think from a little kid up until now it's been in me to want to help others but for me um i've been really intentional that's a word that i use having a lot of intent so I've been really intentional about making time for my friends, making time for myself, um, self-care, really understanding that I need to take care of myself um, before I can take care of others. Um, this is such a cliche um, saying, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. Um, you know, so making sure that I'm full within myself first. So I do schedule these dates with my friends. I make sure, you know, once a week I'm seeing Adam and we, we talk about, you know, everything from mental health to guys to children to, you know, turn up, whatever. Um, and having the intentional conversations, the intentional dates, the intentional time off, the intentional, you know, do nothing, watch TV, binge watch something on Netflix, you know, go out with my kids, do something fun. Um, making sure that I keep in mind that I am a social worker, but I'm also a person. So separating all those different um, titles that you have as a person, because I'm a mom, I'm a therapist, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm a cousin, I'm a sister, but I'm also Kayla first. So I try to make sure I take care of Kayla first, um, and then everything else just kind of fall in, falls in place. But, you know, 
like everybody, I struggle um, to turn it off sometimes, but then I have friends who check me, like, you're doing it, Kayla. You're doing the social work thing. Turn it off. Like, take a drink. You know, Kayla, we're out at a bar. I don't want to see your kids. Like, I know you miss them. They're going to be there when you get back. So um, having good friends that are not afraid to, like, call you out when you're escaping what you're trying to be in, living in that moment, um, I think is really good, too. And not taking it personally, because it's like, okay, I know you love my kids, but we're we're having hookah right now. You don't want to see my kids. <laughs> right, right. Um, so it's okay to just say, okay, Kayla, just be Kayla right now and enjoy yourself. Kids are going to be there. Those clients are going to be there. You know, that mess, that laundry is going to be there. But um, right now, we're having a good time. So enjoy mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um. So speaking of your kids, I love watching the way you're raising your kids. You raise them to be um, exactly who they are. Um, You let them do, and you don't expect them to, like, Jackson's a boy. You don't expect them to grow up this certain type of way, the traditional way. You allow your kids to be free in who they are. So with parenting, um, what got you there? Because I can honestly say that's not how you were raised. How no. you're raising your kids is not how you were raised. So, you know what? Honestly, when it comes to parenting, I'm just winging it. <laughs> but what I'm, got you to I'm that I'm winging place? it every day. Um, I try not to put so many expectations, you know, on my kids as kids. Um, of course, you want them to make good choices. You want them to, you know, do the right thing. You want them to grow up and know that they're loved. But for me as a parent, I think that a lot of it comes from how I was raised. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, my grandmother raised me um, alongside my mom, you know, and I I think that as kids, we don't get the opportunity to just be who we are Mm. because as parents, we already have this visual of what we want our kids to be. Mm. It kind of gets clouded by who your kids really are in that moment. So yes, you know, you want your kids to be successful. You want your kids to go down the right path. You want your kids to maybe go to college or, you know, maybe do X, Y, and Z. But right there in that moment, that's not who they are. Exactly. So, you know, if my son says, hey, mom, I want to paint my nails. And I'm like, okay, you want to paint your nails. You want to paint your nails because your sister's painting her nails, not because there's anything outside of the ordinary of you painting your nails. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we're painting nails today. Or, you know... I ask my children questions about how they feel about things and, you know, I really take into consideration um, their opinions on certain things that involve them. And I think for me as as a child, we were conditioned to not have a voice. (laughs) And I think, you know, working in the field that I work in, I've worked with children who've been sexually abused. I've worked with children who've been physically abused and they are essentially conditioned to not talk about things and if you give kids a platform to talk about things and express themselves and know that they won't necessarily be in trouble or chastised for actually expressing themselves then I think some things can be prevented Mm -hmm. so you know for example like if for me as a child you know you do something and you want to know why because I said so it's not really um, a conversation that is Mm -hmm. had it's just I told you to do something so you do it but what I've learned with kids is when they ask why, they're not being disrespectful. They really want to understand why. Hold on. They're not what? They're not being disrespectful. Come on. I think that they really want to understand why. And when kids understand why, it makes more sense for them not to do something. So if you say, don't touch that, why? 
it's hot. You touch it, it's hot. You'll burn yourself. If you burn yourself, it's going to hurt. Okay, they can make that connection between, okay, this is hot. I don't want to be burned, so I'm not going to touch it. You say, don't touch it because I said so. They're kind of like. So I'm going to touch it. Let me just touch it anyway. It's really not a reason for you to tell me not to touch it. And see what's going to happen. And it's just like, oh, crap, I burnt my finger. Now I have a third degree burn. Now we're in the hospital. You know, now my mom's pissed off at me. Now I might get a whooping after we leave the hospital because I touched this, you know, hot iron or something like that. So I think just conversation with me and my kids, you know, I have to check myself sometimes. I'm like, uh-oh, Kayla, you're turning into Pam. Stop. Right. Because sometimes I want like, because I said so, but it's also like, okay, this is still a child. This right. child doesn't understand why. So this, this question isn't to, you know, elicit any anger or disrespect on my part. It's simply, mom, I don't get it. Like, it makes sense to you, but in my little four-year-old brain or my seven-year-old brain that's still developing, I don't get it. Mm. I've seen you touch it. Mm. It didn't hurt you. And I think this is good because we are so conditioned to just like everything is disrespect. Any anything that you say back to a parent, of course, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. But anything you say back to a parent, how you doing? Anything you say back to a parent is considered disrespect. When actually, it's not. I'm just really like trying to figure out what, like, why is this and why is that. And I think more in our community, we need to understand more. Having conversations will kind of explain things a lot better to kids, and like you said, help make that connection because. They want to know. Yeah, Break know. it down for them. They want to know exactly why the hell you said that. And it's and another thing. I was watching a live when raising kids, and this lady was saying um, how I mean I have never saw you with your kids, but a lady was saying hitting a child is abuse. Um, it's abuse, um, and it, she said that it goes back to us being slaves, mm -hmm. and that's how they disciplined. They were disciplined, so that's just what they carried on to their kids. So, how do you feel about whooping your kids or parents whooping kids? <laughs> well, let's just put this disclaimer out here. I have spanked my kids, um, and it's not something that I like to do, um, and it's oftentimes the absolute last resort for me. Um, I think what is being promoted right now is called gentle parenting. And gentle parenting is where you actually have those conversations with your kids. You aren't um, going into the situation like, oh, I think I saw like a video where it said the child, um, a child hit the parent and the parent was like, I'm about to like, you know, put hands on you. But then she was just like, okay, instead of doing that, let's redirect, let's have a conversation, let's talk about, you know, why this is wrong, why you don't hit, why we don't do this, what are alternative um, methods to doing something like this. I'm going to be honest and transparent. If my child hit me in my face <laughs> and I feel like it's on purpose, I'm probably going to pop my child on the butt like, or on the hand or whatever the case may be. That's um, a normal reaction. Um, but that's when your child hits you in your face, I feel like, they knew exactly that. They knew that that's, that was wrong. That's what I'm saying. So they when knew you that say that, that hitting your child is abuse, you know, in the state of Georgia, it is legal. <laughs> corporal punishment is legal. I also work for DFAC. So um, in the state of Georgia, corporal punishment is legal. There should be no lasting marks or bruises. So, you know, it is legal by law. You know, it is legal for you to, um, to whip your kids. However, I think what 
what is being said regarding the, the slave mentality, how we're reinforcing, further reinforcing, you know, how slaves were punished and how they were reprimanded for, for things in the past. Um, different strokes for different folks. I mean, if you if you whip your kids, spare the rod, spoil the child. I mean, some people are referring to the Bible when they use corporate punishment. Some people are referring to how they were raised um, when they're using corporate punishment. Me, personally, when I use corporate, corporate punishment, hey, Jasmine, um, it's, it's literally the last resort for me. I've had people looking at me like, why are you not, like, breaking this child's leg right mm -hmm. now because they are really trying you. But at the end of the day, it's like... If my kids get a whooping, they know, like, it, everything has been tried. We have done the corner. We have done the conversation. We have done, you know, try a nap. We've done every everything. But as far as it being abuse, because I don't want to get away from your question, I personally wouldn't call it abuse. Mm. I mean, I because when I when you take the, the, the tactics, when you do the gentle parenting and it still doesn't work, what do you do? I'm not saying beat your kids. I'm not promoting that at all by any means. Um, See, but she was saying she was just kind of like not even beating. Like just whooping your physically. A spanking. Yeah, anything. But I just, I feel like. Did she offer like genuine alternatives? I didn't watch the whole live, but I was like, oh, let me just get into what she's talking about. And that was just the main thing she was saying. It's abuse, period. She don't want to hear anything else. Thank you. She was just okay. Thank you. We're getting food. She was just saying that period is abuse. Um. So, what I what I think in our community, I like to speak for us because that's who I belong to. You belong somewhere with Negras. Um. <laughs> so what I what I'm saying is I think black people take the whooping thing. That's their first go-to. But and that's their first go-to. Okay. The, everything that you have said about kids has been a lack of communication. Right. Everything is a lack of communication. So parenting, I just feel like, needs to be more have better. Yeah, and have better communication skills. I don't I'm not against whooping your child, but I just was going from her perspective and is saying Is it the like, first response? Is it the it, And I don't think that should be the first. That you do, right. I don't think that should be the first. And I also don't think I also think that a lot of people cuz I've saw this cuz I have a lot of friends with kids. I saw this whatever like say if you're going through something with a man and you're taking that shit out on your kids. Your kids want to talk and then you don't want to have a conversation with your kids because you're frustrated about something else that's going on. You know what I'm saying? I just think that Maybe they need a therapist. No, and they, but you and you can tell them that, but they're like, I don't want to tell nobody my business. Let's talk about that. How do you feel about when somebody when I have a friend because I have several friends that say I ain't telling nobody my motherfucking business. I say okay, bitch. Well, go tell your auntie who gonna call as soon as y'all hang up the phone after you vent to her who gonna call and tell somebody else. Why not pay somebody license who will lose their certification if they go tell your business? You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. that should be more a more of a comfortable space for you to be. Well. I think, for one, talking to a stranger is uncomfortable for anybody. So, um, a lot of people feel like, you know, when they go to therapy, they are talking to a stranger. One, two, this person isn't going to understand where they're coming from. Three, they're afraid of the judgment that may come from it, which, you know, in hindsight, they're going to be judged if they're talking to a friend or they may be judged if they're talking to an auntie. I just but, think it's but that's a comfortable space. Comfortable judgment. It's like, okay, I can accept this judgment because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, now me, it's okay. comfortable, yeah. you know. Um, and then 
but in my experience with therapy, you know, therapy can be really fun. I mean, in hindsight, it is somebody who doesn't know everything about you. So what you give them is what they know about you. So you can kind of tailor, you know, the outcome of, of therapy um, in the beginning because essentially they're going to get you to break down and talk about things that you don't want to talk about and it is just going to all come out. But by that time, you're comfortable. Mm. By that time, you're in a safe space. Mm. You know that you're in a safe space. So you open up and you, you know, deliver that information and, you know, then you start healing. So, um Therapy can be difficult. Therapy can be hard. Therapy can be um, a situation that people avoid because they know that when they go into therapy, they are going to have to deal with those those issues. They are going to have to deal with a lot of things. And what I've learned about therapy is oftentimes it gives you the opportunity to look in the mirror. And some people just aren't ready to look in the mirror because a lot of people's problems, I will say, they're the root of their problems. Mm. So when you have to go into therapy and, you know, when you're talking to your friends, et cetera, you can, you know, dictate that story and it's the other person's fault. But when you go into a therapist's office, therapist's going to tell you, like, look, this is not him. And they know the questions. This is you. And they know the questions to ask to get the truth out of you, whether you want to make it look like something or not. So it's like, you know, that's uncomfortable for people, too, because at that point when it's established that it's you. Then you gotta deal with you. Mm-hmm. You gotta fix you. You gotta work on you. And change is hard. Change is something that people shy away from. They run away from. And it's easy to blame everybody else. And that's something like with trauma. You know, there could be legitimate trauma that has occurred to you that is the result of someone else. But you holding on to it is you. So at that point, when you say, okay, this person did X, Y, and Z to me, I need to heal from it. The healing's gonna come from you because you're not gonna get what you need from that other person. That person's probably not gonna tell you sorry. That person probably is not sorry. So that means the healing is on you. And when the healing's on you and you can't blame anyone else, mm-hmm. then then what? Because it's your responsibility mm. at that point. And I think that's another thing why people don't get into therapies because it's easy when you're when you're not in therapy to blame others. You can easily blame other people when you're not in therapy. When you're not processing, when you're not dealing, when you're not learning to cope and, you know, actually getting through and healing, it's easy to blame others. When you're in therapy, you come to the realization that, yes, so-and-so did so such and such to me, but I'm carrying this, not mm. them. So mm. that means I have to do the work so that I can get into a place where I'm not carrying this trauma. And then at that point when you realize you can't blame somebody else for you carrying the trauma that you carry... That's when the get you got you. Yep. <laughs> That's the get you got you. It's like, okay, yes, you hurt me. Yes, you did these things to me. Yes, you were terribly wrong for doing these things to me. But I'm the person that's holding on to it. So in order for me to move forward, I have to charge myself with the responsibility of getting through, of healing. I had to go to therapy. I got to do the work. Even though you hurt me, I got to do the work to get through it. And then if you can't do the work to get through it, then who's to blame? Mm. You know, because at that point, pointing the finger at somebody else for hurting you is not valid anymore. So I think therapy really puts people in the the driver's seat of their own, you know, of their own life. And they want to live life like they ain't got no license. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I mean, so when you when you are in the driver's seat of your life, when you're driving the car. 
when it's no longer about what your mom did to you or what your dad did to you or you know your uncle did to you or whatever your your ex did to you when it's no longer about that and you're in control um then you can't the blame game's over put some gas in that car drive it let's go so drive y'all car Get in, the, get in the driver's seat. PPP loan. Get you a car. Drive <laughs> get in the driver's seat. Get you some premium gas. Uh-huh. Drive the car. That's what's the, And I also want to tell people, and I'm closing because our food is here. I also want to tell people when um, you're going into therapy and choosing a therapist, don't be afraid to say, oh, this isn't working with this therapist. Oh, Let yeah. me try somebody else. If you want to try somebody black, find you a black therapist. If you want to try somebody white, get you a white therapist that ain't nobody business but don't think just because you get set with one person or you have a sit down with one person and you're not comfortable with it granted you might, you're probably not going to be comfortable anyway in your yeah. first meeting so it's gonna be awkward the thing is if it's still a continuous thing don't be afraid to switch because for one it's coming out your health insurance but two you need to be as comfortable as possible you want and, and sometimes people have different expectations sometimes people want to know <laughs> hey, hey wait, wait. sometimes people want to know uh, an individual like a black woman they can more relate to them or a black man they can more relate to them or if you want a white woman you want to be it's just like foreign you know what I'm saying that you don't even want to have no idea of who you are like you just I feel like you just if you pick a white person I feel like you're just trying to get as far away from anybody that you know you know what I'm saying that just helps your mental that helps you be able to so this is how I look into it like would you go to a gynecologist that made you feel uncomfortable no um, would you go to um, any doctor that made you feel uncomfortable? No. You would you would ask for somebody else. So your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Um, they are 50-50 equally important. So you take care of your physical health, take care of your mental health. If you feel uncomfortable, you know, it, like he said, it's coming out of your pocket. You're paying for it. So if you, if you don't feel comfortable, it's okay to change. It's okay to, you know, do trial and error until you find what works for you. But I encourage you not to quit. Not to quit because you run into somebody that just doesn't get it or you feel like it's just not right for you. Keep going the course. Stay the course. And, you know, really be intentional about working on your mental health because it is important. It's something that, you know, like I said, it's as important as your physical health. And once you become mentally stable in a place where you're mentally alert, in a place where you're mentally aware, like, one, you're going to lose people around you that just aren't meant for you. You know, you've been getting these signs from everywhere for years, but once you get into a place where you're mentally aware, you know, people going to fall off. You're going to have to move on and let people go, but it's going to be easy. You're going to realize, dang, this person is causing more harm than good. Let them go. Because once you let that baggage go, once you let that old stuff go, new stuff comes. New stuff that's for you comes. And, you know, what's for you is going to always be for you. But you can't get to where you're going if you're still in the past, if you're still looking behind you. So I encourage you to clear your mind, rid that trauma, get rid of, you know, the things that are holding you down um, right now. And, you know... Better things are coming. And always, um, I always tell everybody, because this is the thing that I always have struggled with, be kind to yourself. Trust whatever you're going through. Trust it. Trust the process. But always be kind to yourself, because a lot of times we can talk negative to ourselves and we'd be our worst critic. But always be kind to yourself, because if nobody else is going to be kind to you, you got to be kind to you. You got to treat you like gold. Fuck that. Um, PPP or not. PPP or not. Unemployment or not, 
uh, the let SBA ten thousand or not? Stimmy or not? If you claim pandemic or not? I mean, listen, we got to take care of us. So, Kayla, in our closing, what is in the future for you? Future endeavors for Kayla that I want, and y'all go and I put her um, in the caption. I put Healer with KG because Kayla doesn't have a Facebook, so follow her on Instagram, and it's Healing with KG. Um, in closing, you know, I just want to, um, y'all, he put me on the spot. We're supposed to be having lunch today. He totally put me on the spot. But, um, he's been trying to get me to, uh, get my blog out, you know, get my information out, you know, have a platform for myself so that I can deliver information to people. So look out for a blog. Um, I'm working on a blog, um, that's gonna, you know, tackle different, um, different concepts within mental health within our community you know different um things that we don't talk about generational trauma you know things like that um meeting people where they are setting boundaries and and stuff like that so i am going to be working on a blog um you may catch me on another podcast with him you will um i am like i said working towards my licensure so hopefully the next time i show up on facebook live i'll be kayla garnigan comma lmsw instead of just msw um you will be yeah i I was (laughs) um and also um you can catch me out with my kids you know just doing the mom thing catch outside um you know i have a lot of things that i'm working on that i'm trying to get out there so i'll be back i'm here i'm still in the community no one ever sees me um but i'm here so i'm just working on all things mental health trying to grow trying to learn um anything that i can about the field um and so, yeah, look out for me. I'm coming. She's coming. I'm coming. I might even get back on Facebook for like five days. Don't do it. Okay. It's toxic. So it's let me, toxic Let here. me just say, I, I removed myself from Facebook because it is a toxic environment. And I want you guys to know that when you consume yourself with toxicity, it becomes you. So, if you guys need to take a break from Facebook, if you guys need to take a break from social media, if you guys need to take a break from your friends, if you guys need to take a break from some of your family, take that break because toxic environments become who you are. It will manifest in you and everything that you do. So if you need to take a hiatus, know that that drama that's on Facebook, that drama that's on Instagram or whatever the case may be, it will be there when you get back. But you got to take care of you and that's okay. You don't have you don't have to have an explanation. That don't mean you you going through anything crazy or or that you you know something dramatic has happened to you. Just take a break. You don't owe anybody any explanation for why you take care of you. Look, we were talking about this for I can hear her saying that. I can hear her saying that. You don't owe anybody any explanation for taking care of you. So I do encourage you guys to take a break from you know the computer. Take a break from your phone live you don't gotta take a picture of everything that's happening you don't gotta have your phone in your hand every day like live in those moments enjoy those moments because those moments are precious and time we can't get back we got we know this i mean we've been going through this pandemic we've been losing people left and right you know time is precious so i do encourage you guys to live in the moment live in the moment and really enjoy life for what it is um even if you don't capture it on camera guess what it did happen mm. there's a terrible misconception that if it's not if it's, it's not, not on, you know, camera on camera or video, or any video, it girl. did happen. You hold those memories in your heart. You hold those memories in your head. You don't necessarily need the validation. That's a whole nother validation. You don't need the validation from social media or others. We're to, coming next week about validation. To, we are coming next week to about justify validation. or validate what you're doing. So live, live free, live in the moment. 
enjoy yourselves, enjoy your lives, and take care of yourselves. Take care. Be kind to yourself. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Thank you, Kayla, for joining me. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. And Jasmine, I'm so glad that you received this and it helped you for today. Um, let me look, see another. Okay, yeah. We got we to gotta do the thing. Who's there? Who's that? there? <laughs> Bye, y'all. Y'all en enjoy y'all Thursday. I hope you were able to receive something from that message and conversation. Um, shout out to Kayla once again. Follow her on Instagram at Healing with KG. That's Healing with K A Y and the letter G. Um, as I always say, y'all, I'll be back hopefully next week. <laughs> my inconsistent ass. But always remember to go visit my website at adamchrisbrand.com. Follow me on Instagram at Adam. It's Adam Chris. Follow the podcast, um, Adam Chris Brand on Insta. Goddamn. I'm fucking up. But y'all know what I mean. Y'all hear this shit every episode. But Adam Chris Brand is my Instagram for the podcast. I hope to hear from y'all next week. Always remember to be kind to yourself. I love y'all. <laughs>